great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. What a wonderful time. WABC held its uh, staff Christmas party tonight, and everyone had a great time. Thank you to John and Margot Katsimatidis for all that you do. A programming note, I will be with you live, live, Sunday evening, Christmas at midnight, going into Monday morning. And next week, you can hear me dayside as well. I will be filling in for Greg Kelly, 1 to 3 p.m. So for all of you that say that I never have enough time to engage in your phone calls and that I'm rushing, you can give us a call Monday through Friday next week, 1 to 3 p.m., and I will have plenty of time in for Greg Kelly to take all of your telephone calls. So obviously, a lot going on uh, tonight in terms of uh, news. And, um, you know, there's the uh, Sam Bankman-Fried situation leaving Manhattan Federal Court with his father uh, after his arraignment. Um, We'll be spending time under house arrest following a record-breaking $250 million bond. Um, His parents, uh, Stanford uh, University law professors, and uh, they're putting up their home uh, to secure this, and the home is worth $4 million, and that's, that's a rosy picture. But, so we have that. We have the January 6th uh, uh, committee there Final report. I hope the word final in this case actually means final and that they don't find a way to resuscitate yet another hearing, yet another report. Well, you know, folks, their their days in terms of the Democrats having control of the House are are gone anyway. So so um, it's bye bye to the committee. And the reason why I put it that way is I think a lot of Americans would have had much more respect for this committee uh, if you had people on it besides Republicans I'm talking about, besides people um, that that are um, uh, critics, to put it mildly, of, uh, of President Trump. So that's, that's coming to an end, and uh, it can't end uh, soon enough. And this this next story, so you had the Staten Island Ferry, um, uh, uh, mishaps, caught fire, uh, got all the people off. And this one, you, you can't make up, folks. You cannot make this up. So in Albany, we can't get a session, a special session on bail reform. Can't happen. Can't get the legislature to do it. Can't get the governor to do it. Cannot happen, won't happen, didn't happen. But show me the money. Show me the money. New York lawmakers, you cannot make this up. Approve a bill, what, 48 hours, 72 hours before Christmas? To guess what? Increase their own pay. New York State lawmakers are a step closer, a big step, to being the highest paid state legislature in the country. The Democratic-led State Assembly and Senate, in a rare 
keyword rare, December vote Thursday approved the bill setting their salaries at $142,000 a year, which, by the way, folks, is a $32,000 pay hike. Now, for the good government groups, it was coupled with a provision limiting, and this has always been the big issue, how much money they can earn outside of their jobs as elected officials. So it does have a provision limiting limiting how much money they can earn outside of their jobs as elected officials. Can't make this up, part two. Can't make it up, part two. The provision that limits how much money they can earn outside their jobs as elected officials, that doesn't take effect until 2025. You get the pay raise right now, the $32,000 pay raise, but the provision that the good government groups wanted to limit outside income so that you have less of an impact of corruption uh, and, 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 uh, and money involved in politics, that does not take effect until 2025. And so, of course, the Democratic leaders are defending the pay raise. It's necessary. They're hardworking public officials that that should earn as much as the New York City Council. I believe the City Council of New York City makes uh, $148,000 a year. So the measure goes to, and I, I see your calls. We are about to start with your telephone calls, folks. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. It now goes to Governor Hochul's desk for her consideration. She had previously signaled she would support a pay raise when it was only going to be $20,000. Lawmakers eventually settled, you cannot make this up, on a larger sum that was equal to the rate of inflation. Equal to the rate of inflation from when their salary was last increased in 1999 to $79,500. And so another issue, increasing legislative pay, considering that everyone holds their nose in the public when this happens. In the past, it's been packaged with other issues, package with other issues. And so apparently Governor Hochul tried to make a last-minute push to include changes to New York's bail uh, laws, uh, the, the cash bail system, but no other measure was considered on Thursday during the session. Let's start with your telephone calls. Uh, the first up in the queue was John in Reno, Nevada. Let's say good morning to John. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Good you morning. Know, I, I've been hearing a lot of talk about Sam Bankman-Fried's bond and his bail and how yes. they're concerned and think something untoward happened. Uh, basically, I did some research, and what happened is this. No one had to pay anything for his release, nor is any cash owed. Not yet, anyway. Uh, the, release agreement, the release agreement is an appearance bond, which is a promise to comply with specific restrictions while awaiting trial to show up when the time comes. Correct. He had to put up 10% of the bail amount as collateral for the bond, but no actual payment was required. It's very standard procedure. There's nothing unusual going on. Well, it, there, there may not be uh, anything unusual going on, but it just, it just, it just stinks. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I understand it's the federal system uh, that we have, but uh, for what he's accused of, and uh, he gets to sit in a uh, a luxury home uh, in California, it, it, it's you don't have a problem with that, John? Well, he's innocent until proven guilty. Once right. he's proven guilty. They'll right. probably end up. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, you know, uh, he'll go to prison eventually. He'll probably cut a plea deal like his two friends did, and he'll serve maybe six or eight years in prison. Um, 
and you know, then he'll be in prison. But for the time being, I'm I'm not really bothered by it. Okay, well, John calling from Reno this morning. We appreciate you and happy holidays. Let's go from Reno to the Catskills. Let's say good morning to Chris. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Good morning. You're bringing up the pay raise for state legislators in Albany. I don't necessarily have a problem with the pay that they're seeking if it's going to create better functioning elected officials in Albany for us on the state level. And I think the outlawing of banning of uh, outside income, that, that's un-American. It, it's not really what this country was founded upon. They were looking at trying to do this before in the state legislature, like in the last, say, like three to six years. Okay, and so wait, wait, time- Chris, wait, 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 Chris, Chris, Chris. Now, remember, I'm not a Johnny-come-lately to the political process, and I know the ins and outs. So you're telling me, that you don't have a problem with the state lawmaker um, uh, collecting collecting his or her salary, but through their law firm, they're they're pulling in a million dollars uh, uh, in terms of retainers, and we all know why. The, in, in many of those cases, they're being retained, and you don't have a problem with that, Chris. So. Just for a point of clarification on what you just said, I was about to say my elected official, George Amador, who I actually at one time was planning on running against, he was at the time he was the highest paid, highest earner of outside income in both houses, the Senate and the Assembly. He served in both. He was a Republican. He's retired now. He did three terms in both houses. He had outside income from his father's uh, modular home construction business that he inherited. And it wasn't like what you're saying. It was he was making around 250 to 280,000 a year. And that was the most out of all the 150 assembly persons and the uh, what is it? 63 state senators. He he had the most income. So it's not like what you're saying. Any of the lawyers that work there, Chris, like Phil, Chris, come, come on, Chris, Chris, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Come on, man. I know you know politics much better than this. Remember, uh, Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver uh, recently died in prison. You do recall that, correct? Yeah, but that was back in the day, and what he was doing wasn't on okay. the books, apparently. It, it, wait, wait. What he was allegedly doing, based on what the feds convicted him for, was uh, cancer patients. He was um, um, uh, getting a referral from a doctor and benefiting as a lawyer. It is exactly what I'm trying to explain, Chris. And you're telling me that this doesn't exist? It's one hand washing the other, period. But what you're bringing up is illegal, what he was doing illegal. So they're talking about legitimate income. So like uh, John McLaughlin is a is an assemblyman in the Cohoes area, and he owns a pharmacy. So he might be a guy that's making more income than some of the other people. A lot of these people in the Assembly and Senate, that's all they do. Well, it, it doesn't pass the, the smell test, Chris, and uh, we know for a fact that elected officials have had business steered to them simply because of their role in government. But I do thank you for the call, Chris. Thank you, and have a lovely uh, holiday. Let's go to Steve in Jersey City, New Jersey. Good morning, Steve, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Same to you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. Politics is the only career someone can go into, not have two nickels to rub together, and in about a year be a multimillionaire. It's just, well, it's well the only thing I disagree with, Steve, it's, it is generally, and I'm going to let you finish, generally it uh, takes more than a year. But but your point is well <laughs> taken. Also, and one more thing, I think pay raises should be determined on how well the country is doing overall. I mean, if I worked for Home Depot and I did a mediocre job and I was going to demand a pay raise, I don't think I'd get one. Uh, the country's in bad shape and they're claiming they're hardworking. So shouldn't pay to be determined about uh, each politician, their, their area should be how well, how well the country's doing overall. That's how they should be determined what their pay should be. And, right, and in this case, the pay should be cut. 
Well, and and you know what, you you, you know what, I I I I agree with you, Steve. That's that's never going to happen. But yeah, I but I do I do uh, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Let's go to Stu in Bay Ridge. Good morning, Stu, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Dominic Good morning. How many of these guys have nonprofit foundations? that are getting huge amounts of funding <clears throat> excuse me, from uh, the state. And uh, the nonprofit foundation, for the most part, is set up to uh, give work to all their uh, hanger-on relatives and friends. And, 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 and Stu, uh, some, some have been indicted for exactly that. Uh, but there's also the issue of uh, discretionary spending for the City Council of New York City. And I, I want you to think about this, folks. So let's say, let, first of all, you got to go along to get along to get discretionary spending. If you vote, if you're a lawmaker and you vote your conscience against leadership, again, if you vote your conscience against the speaker, poof, there goes your discretionary spending. You get the very minimum, if anything at all. So number one, Stu, you got to go along to get along. And, and there's something terribly wrong with that. But to your point, Stu, and I'm just focusing right now on the, uh, the city council, for example. So they get, they get a X amount of money to disperse it any way they want to amongst, uh, community groups. Sometimes, most times it's on the up and up. Sometimes it has not been on the up and up. Stu, so what should happen in your opinion? Well, for one thing, I'd like to see an investigation of that. I'd like to know how it's controlled. Uh, take the uh, the licenses they're issuing to sell marijuana. Uh, it's going to oh, be issued. Stu, please, please don't get me and, started, Stu. And, please and don't and get me started. Go ahead. And nonprofits. I'd love to know which nonprofits are going to get the license to sell marijuana. It's totally corrupt. Well, to answer your question, Stu, uh, and to be direct and honest with you, it it goes to, I don't care what anyone tells you, it goes to to nonprofits that are politically connected, that can afford to hire lobbyists on their behalf and uh, PR people, and and for the most part, those are the nonprofits that that get the business, and and you're you're right, Stu. It does not pass the uh, the smell test. Thank you for the call, Stu. I, Stu, you got me started here. I was going to try to leave legalized marijuana alone, but you know, folks, NYU maybe maybe they should advertise this now. Hey, your son or daughter is is coming to school at NYU, one of the greatest institutions in the world. And and when they're in their dorm, they can now go out and legally buy marijuana right near the campus. What type of nonsense is this? What world am I living in? In terms of uh Legalized marijuana being right there near the NYU campus, also in Union Square. And and think about this, folks. If if you own a business, for example, in the Union Square area, your employees go to lunch. What what happens when one or two says, Hey, let's 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 go let's go over to the store and let's let's go smoke a joint and then we'll go back to work. What happens then? What happens to productivity at that point? And this is the world that we live in. Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Thank you, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. It really rubs, yes, it really rubs me as a New Yorker the wrong way that the legislature called a special session just to... Yes, yes, they did. Just to vote on this pay raise before the new year so it can take effect right away. Isn't that something? to wait until the next year. Isn't that something, Robert? Isn't that something? Isn't that rich? Isn't that rich? 
and so so you know uh uh what what's also interesting uh about this uh speaker Carl Hasty right to your point Robert he is acknowledging public safety issues need to be addressed mm. and he says mm-hmm. will be addressed in 2023 but but he <laughs> yeah. says democrats want to take a holistic approach to address homelessness housing and drug addiction so and this is a quote from mr hasty we know that there's a perception that people feel unsafe i think a lot of it is media driven but we are going to have to deal with that notice uh we're going to have to in the future but when it came to show me the money you can come back immediately in the dead of night if you will 48 hours from Christmas or 72 hours from Christmas, and boom, the deal is done. Isn't that something? That's right. That's right. And Hochul will sign it, and they'll get it because they did her bidding passing these gun laws and all the other crazy stuff. Well, and uh, it's just, hey, Robert, it it is just remarkable. I I thank you for the call, and you have a... uh, uh, a, a great morning. Let's go to Joseph and Tom, Tom's River, New Jersey. Good morning, Joseph. Dominic, how are you? Good, good. I hope you're well. Go right ahead. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Hanukkah. Um, Same to you. Go to, right ahead. Why are you getting all caught up about people smoking pot? It's legal. It's something we're allowed to do. We go out, we smoke it, we come back to work, we move out of life. Can't wait the time. 2022. It's legal to smoke it. We'll smoke it and just live with it. What's the whole big deal? Why the whole? Why are we getting all caught up? Yeah, that that sounds wonderful, Joseph. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're professional enough to be able to smoke it and go on professionally uh, and do the things that you need to do for yourself and your family. But uh, I, I just think that society-wise, we have made one of the biggest mistakes ever. With this, uh, with this legalized marijuana, I think it's a huge, huge mistake that we're going to pay dearly for. No. Now, tell me why you feel different, Joseph. I don't think that it's good. I agree with you that it's not, but it's legal. And like, you know, what are we fighting today all for? It's legal. That's it. Hmm. So, because the politician said it's okay, it's okay. No, no, no. Well. I, Joseph, I do, I do thank you for your telephone call, and I, I appreciate the fact that you're being honest and uh, expressing how you feel about this. Let's go to William. William in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind, William? You know, I find it very pompous that the, these uh, council members will vote themselves a pay raise when the city is experiencing state, state a shortage lawmakers. of police officers. State lawmakers, not, not council oh, yeah, members. Yeah, yeah, I'm state sorry, lawmakers. yeah, yeah. When they when they experience a shortage of police officers, EMS, Agreed. firefighters, Agreed. partly due to they aren't earning the money they deserve, and I think those people are a heck of a lot more important than these um, greedy money grabbing politicians. And uh, thank you for taking me, and you have yourself a Merry Christmas, sir. Same to you and your family, William. Have a uh, a great morning, Alyssa, in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Thank you so very, very much for the wonderful gift you are giving me and your listeners. Ten more hours of Dominic this week. (laughs) We couldn't be more happy. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Now, now, Alyssa, I got to step up and bring it. You know, filling Greg's shoes is is a tall order, so I've got to bring it. Uh, We have. All, we're right beyond you, Dominic. All right, we have all the confidence in the world in you. Thank if you. I may comment on one quickly on one um, important subject, and then I will leave you to a wonderful holiday. Okay, I refuse to be political two days before Christmas, okay. except to announce that Santa Claus has been reelected for the millionth time. At this very moment, he is loading his sleigh. With gifts of love, joy, hope, and peace to be delivered to everyone all over the world that are willing to open their hearts to them. So a very Merry Christmas to you and all the listeners, 
and to all a good night. Well, that that is nice, Alyssa. Thank you. And uh, what are you what are you doing uh, for the holidays for Christmas? Oh, I'm having a nice, quiet Christmas at home with the hubby, and we're making dinner, and he's got to work on Christmas, so I'm going to sit down in front of those old Christmas cartoons and old sitcom episodes and movies and just, you know, enjoy a blast from the past. So, wait, Alyssa, before I let you go, what's for dinner? Oh, we are having um, roasted Cornish hens. And okay. we put them in one of those uh, Reynolds oven bags, and we add carrots and cauliflower and um, Yukon potatoes. We're having stuffing and sweet potatoes with marshmallows and mm. Brussels sprouts. And we mm. can't forget the cranberry sauce and the sweet potato pie, which I know is a favorite of yours. It is, but as a diabetic, the cranberry sauce, the sweet potato pie, th- those are no-nos. But, Alyssa... Thank well, you for Dominic, go ahead, go you know ahead. what? Give yourself a sliver, just 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 a little tiny. Just a Moderation is always okay. <laughs> Alyssa, thank you for the very positive message, and Merry Christmas to you, your husband, and your family. Thank you. Same to you, Dominic. Let's go before we take a break to Tom's River, New Jersey. Let's say good morning to Joe. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Good morning, John. Good morning. Cool. Uh, about this marijuana bit, let me explain something. I've been recovering for 35 years from drug addiction of 28 years. I've done every drug on the planet. And uh, I do not believe that what they did to make this marijuana legal will only have detriment to the younger folks, younger people, in our society, because it is a gateway drug. There's no two ways about it. And uh, basically, uh, that's all I have to say is that I am not for it, and I will never be for it, being that I'm recovering of 28 years of drug addiction. Well, how, how's that, Joe, how, how's that going for you in terms of your recovery? Oh, it's wonderful. I never had, I don't even think of it anymore. I mean, well, that's a blessing. I, I got into that's a, a lot blessing. of therapy. Let's put it this way. I got into more therapy than what AA can do for you. And uh, I'm not knocking AA, but I needed more than just AA or ACO or, 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 uh, any of them programs, the 12-step programs, I had to go to therapy with a good psychologist. Well, Joe, um, I'm glad things worked out for you, and bless you, and have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, a wonderful Christmas, and a Happy New Year, and I thank you for the call, Joe, from Tom's River, New Jersey. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC, coming up at the top of the hour. We have Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, and I am going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter at 45 minutes past the hour and more of your telephone calls from Coney Island to Staten Island to Long Island to Manhattan. We'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Friday morning. When it comes to Albany, the legislature in New York State could not be brought back. Can't happen. Won't happen. 
when it comes to bail reform and these crazy uh, rules that exist that are pro-criminal, not pro-citizen. But when it comes, when it comes to a pay raise for the legislature, they're there, they're voting for it, they're approving it in a special session two and a half days before Christmas. Bingo! A $32,000 pay hike. And in fairness, it it's, uh, also uh, includes a provision to limit how much money they can earn outside of their jobs. But, of course, that does not take effect until 2025. We have the uh, January 6th um, committee, their final report issued. Uh, FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried leaving Manhattan uh, Federal Court with his father, He's going to be staying at his parents' home. I don't mean to laugh here. Uh, in uh, in uh, California, under house arrest, a two hundred and fifty million dollar bond secured by the the home of his parents, which is estimated to be worth four million dollars. We are taking uh, your telephone calls, Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yes. Uh, hi, Dominic. I'd like to revisit an issue you spoke about a couple of days ago that really riled me up. Uh, and partially what riled me up was your response about the drag queen issue. You see, you were protecting that co- that that councilman, okay? And I don't think he does. I I don't. I think Norm was 100 percent right, and he doesn't deserve protection. And I'll tell you why. Because you see, people who adopt that lifestyle of a drag queen, they reach out. To that lifestyle, okay? Children do not reach out. They're bringing that lifestyle to children. And I'll tell you what the consequence is. You know, kids, they, they like to, you know, kids like to dress up in their parents' clothing and everything. They like to go into the closet and put on their mother's jeans and their father's shoes and their, their father's suit. And now it's going to be when they put on those clothes, it's going to be, um, you know, the boy is not going to put on his father's suit and shoes and he's going to put on his mother's clothing. It's going to be all reversed because they're reaching out to the kids. They're uprooting the children from their lifestyle. And so this, this councilman should be uprooted from his place of residence. They're going into the, the kids' homes. That we should go. We should they, they, take they, but wait, 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 Larry. They're not going into the kids' homes. Come on. No, what, what, what you? What you? Figuratively. Right. Right. Okay. 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 That. That's fair. But right. now you you said I'm defending the councilman. That that's you what you just said. You said you said it was taking it too far to go to his house, and I disagree. If it was up to me, I'd burn him out of his rattle. Okay, but see, and, and what is that going to do, Larry? Justice. Oh come on, Larry! You're not. You're not. I'm not even going to engage in this right now because th- this doesn't make any sense. You're saying that that it doesn't matter what you engage in. As long as long as you get what you want, it is disgusting to show up uh, at a councilman's home. Just like I said, it was disgusting and it is against the law to show up outside the home of a Supreme Court justice. So I am consistent here. I, I said it when it was done to our Supreme Court justices. I'm saying it when it's done to a council member. If you find a need to show up and protest outside his home, fine or her home, fine. But the derogatory comments uh, that, that that people were writing into the ground, the NYPD made several arrests, Larry. C- come on. I, oh, I wanted to address that, too. Thank you. By the way, we see, we see how unfair and racist the NYPD is because, as Norm was bringing down, um, there was a, 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 white, a white protester with Norm that was attacked, I believe, by a black woman. And that protester had to be arrested also because he or she defended themselves, okay? So in New York City, you're not allowed to defend yourself if you're white. That's the point. Larry, Larry, I was not there. You're making a charge against the NYPD that I I clearly can't respond to. You're giving me your interpretation of what happened. I can't speak for the officer or for the protester. But what we do know uh, is that the the performer, if you will, had to change into regular clothes in order to be able to leave. I mean, why can't we agree 
to disagree and do it in a way where we're trying to respect each other. Why is that so hard? I'll tell you what. We could do that, Dominic, on one condition, that you, your investigative reporter, how about if you investigate those arrests? Because that's, that's not the main part of the story. It's a subpart, but it's an important subpart. How about if you investigate and see whether the NYPD was fair and, in arresting both, both parties in this case? And well, we I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to commit to that, Larry, because um, I, I need to think about it. I'm not going to rule it out, but, but live on the radio right now, I'm not going to uh, commit to that. But I, I just, and so I was not supporting the councilmen. What I was supporting was that it's not, it, it's not necessary to write demeaning things. Stating on, on stating and you know that 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 he's grooming children. Where's the evidence for that? Evidence? The, what do you mean? Where's the evidence for that? I don't know. Oh, if the oh, come on, right Larry, 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 come on now. I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, so because because a a drag queen is reading to children, that means that they're grooming that they that that individual is there to groom children. That in one individual. What are they doing in their children's midst to begin with? Okay. The children I, don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't. Hey, hey, Larry. I don't agree with the with the practice either. No way in hell I will let my grandkids sit through something like that. But we can't just sit here and say, "Oh, poof, this person is doing it because they're trying to groom children sexually uh, for for bait for them a few years from now." That's what's wrong with our politics. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, Larry. Uh, but I will, I will respond to what um, to what Larry had to say. I just don't feel comfortable giving a knee-jerk reaction uh, as of uh, right now. Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? All right, Big Dom. Larry's got to get his own show, man. He's got some passion. I always love it when I see like a pothead on TV and the potheads talking economics. And that person, you know, the pothead, the marijuana user, will say, well, we could pay off the national debt if we legalize marijuana. Folks, do you realize how big that joint would have to be if you're going to legalize marijuana and pay off the national debt? So we're not actually dealing with intelligent people anymore. And as far as New York State is concerned, New York State is controlled by the hard left. Sure, once in a while, Republicans might win. But when it comes down to crime issues and everything else, the hard left wins. There's no bail thing, no cash bail. It's just for, it's pro-criminal. It's for the criminals to, to get right out of jail if they commit a crime. And there's a, people have to understand there's a lot of people in politics who hold elective office in New York State who want the criminals running around the state. I know that might sound crazy to this audience, and I know the rest of the country is listening to us, Dom, but that's what they want. That's what they want inside there. They go around some of the council people now in New York City are going around telling the elderly people and people, oh, if, you, if a crime is going taking place, or you're, don't call the police. Who are you supposed to call? The, the reason they're doing this because they want you to become so uncomfortable in your own community, your own neighborhoods, that you're going to leave and get out of here. So the hard left will con- totally control the state, even though they do. And what they'll have, what they'll do is they'll cry for more money when the Democrats totally take over Congress. I mean, I know Republicans going in the House, but still, eventually, they're going to have everything, and they'll just send them the money, and they don't care. They'll hold all the offices. They couldn't care less. Look what they're doing to Trump. I told, I called Rudy up a couple of years ago. I said, Rudy, they, if the hard left had their way, they would throw all of Trump's family in jail. And he couldn't believe it. He was, like, shocked when I said that to him. And then Rudy started to believe it when they went after him. The hard left takes no prisoners. They want to turn this country upside down. And they're basically okay. taking a wrecking ball and slamming it through this country. Well, Steve, I, I hear you, and I, I thank you for your call. And and um, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. I'm just trying to think about it. And because uh, some of the policies that um, that we see carried out these days does seem to play right into uh, what you're saying. For example, the border. And I'm trying to get through the entire show this morning, my last show before Christmas, without dealing with the, uh, without mentioning the horrendous problem at the uh, at the border. 
Let's go to uh, David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Hey, good evening, Dominic. I actually was going to give you a break this evening and not call. But um, I have to respond to this Larry person who apparently is in cahoots with Norm. Now, he said something, which I don't know if it slipped by you, but he said that he would like to burn that um, representative uh, council member out of his rat hole, which means his home. Now, we're talking threats of violence, which is completely unacceptable. And I said this the other night with Norm. What these people are talking about, it's a slippery slope, because when you start talking about burning people out of their home, these are apartments where innocent – I'm not even saying the people involved are guilty, but where other people live, children live, and they're threatening violence burning people out of their houses. How far are these people willing to go? Why don't they mind their own business? If they don't like trans people or cross-dressing or whatever, don't do it. And if they have kids, they can keep their kids away from it. There are people who don't have a problem with this. Listen, my sister-in-law, had I had an argument with her once because when this all started, I said to her, what if someone comes into my niece's gym and, and, and you know, is a guy with his equipment and says he's a woman? I I was surprised by her answer. She didn't have a problem with it because she's more liberal than I am. I think a lot of these issues are very difficult, but they are not worth going out into the street, screaming in front of someone's house, defacing their residence, or even worse, threatening to burn them out of their home. That person who said that should be investigated for making terrorist threats because that's what that is, Dominic. Hmm. Well, uh, obviously, we don't want uh, any violence committed against uh, anybody uh, here at WABC. It's just that, David, uh, I one, I caught it. But sometimes you, you have to understand, I let people talk, frankly, to let them hang themselves. You're not going to get something past me. I have been trained to catch every word that a person says. And so, and then sometimes some things are so ridiculous that they just don't warrant a response. David, thank you for the call and have a uh, Merry Christmas, folks. We see all of your telephone calls. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter coming up at 1 a.m. at 1 a.m. Frank Morano on the other side of midnight. When we come back, we're going to Coney Island, Staten Island, Long Island, Myrtle Beach, Manhattan, and Queens. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I am still stuck on the state's first, that is New York State, first licensed marijuana shop. will open for business next week and be located near NYU and Union Square in Greenwich Village. Nearly two years after the law legalizing cannabis was approved, the social services group Housing Works will start selling weed and THC-infused edibles December 29th at its location at 750 Broadway. Here is the one good thing about this. New York's cannabis law is a seed-to-sell Program, meaning the product must be grown, manufactured, and sold in New York. It reminds me of that commercial, I Love New York. Remember that? It would show you different scenes all around the state from Niagara Falls. So now I guess the I love, well, I'll, I'll leave it to your imagination. Norman in Brooklyn on the, um, the yeah, protesting Dominic. that's been going on lately. Go ahead, Norman. Just a, a small follow-up. Um, I have been partaking in rallies oh, since the late 70s when I went out for uh, freeing Soviet Jews, actually in the mid-70s. And anyway, um, I uh, basically have never engaged in any violence whatsoever. Um, I never said anything about burning out. I don't think Larry – Larry was just emotional. And uh, anyway um, – I, while I may have had issues with some of the methods of writing on the street, I think my sentiment is that I think that on a whole, um, the movement has the right idea. 
Okay, and I, uh, I, you know, I, I don't go inside of buildings. I don't do things, but I do support um, children, and I do support uh, standing up for them. And I, um, you know, I just, I think, seriously, um, David, take a chill pill. Okay. Um, Nobody. Okay, wait, Norman. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! I can't let you off the hook yeah. that easy. You're telling David to take a, a chill pill. Take a chill and, and, and pill. Wait, just, wait, wait, wait! And we're discussing come, the come issue. Come to a rally. Yeah. Okay, but I, I, I'm I'm curious. I know I know you're going to tell me the way that, the American left acts. Compare it, I, compare compare it compare it to Black Lives Matters rallies, which I've been I've been going to. I have okay. I have. Okay, so 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 he, so so here so here we go. Don't look at what I do. Look at what the other group. This is what Democrats and Republicans do. I do not support anything about Black Lives Matter. Number one, straight up con. Number two, some people are out there with with good cause trying to protest uh, uh, what they feel are injustices, and they are being manipulated by these financial hustlers, okay? But now, so let's put Black Lives Matter to the side. Don't, don't, don't look at what I did. Look at Black Lives Matter. So how would you feel, Norman? You're the council member, and you come outside to go to work, and there's all types of derogatory uh, things on, on in front of your building uh, referring to you as everything but a child of God. How would you feel? Okay, uh, I look. I personally, um, I personally would never do that. I don't believe in that method, and I have, you know, I've yet to speak to some of my friends in the group. But listen, I, I Did don't you tell believe them stop? in that. Did you tell them stop when they I were not, doing you it? You know what? I, I have not. I, you know what? I, I, I have been thinking about it. I don't know, frankly. I I would take part in something. I, I have an issue going to, like I told you, going actually taking part in going to the library because I frankly don't think that's effective because I think it frightens the kids more than it helps the situation. So, but I but I I do. But for the people for people like Mr. Bochert, okay, who I think is supporting a destructive thing, I do believe in protesting people like that. Now, would I would I say to some of the groups that I don't like the chalk thing? Yes, I would. And a matter of fact, I, I you know if if I do take part in something like that, and I am sort of on the fence on this issue. I, I you okay. know I don't feel frankly as inflammatory about this issue. You know as as I don't feel as strongly about this issue as I did about the mandate issue. Okay, but these are some people that were involved with the mandate people or that were involved with the mandate group. Norman, before I move on, all I'm trying to say is that I strongly disagree with the policy, okay, in terms of uh, drag queens reading to children. And it is not going to happen with my grandkids. Believe me when I tell you. But, I mean, could it be the councilman is, 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 voting his conscience or at least supporting this because he believes that it's the right thing to do without the without the the allegations that he's a child molester or setting up uh for, for to molest children Listen, I I don't believe he's a child molester. What I do believe is he's being supported by people like Soros, and he's being supported. There's money going into this. There's they're pushing an agenda. This has nothing to do with transgen. Members of my group is of the group that I hang with are gay. Uh, I don't give a damn. Like I said, it, this is not. We have lesbians. We have gays. I'm sure we have transgenders. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't check everybody there. My point is, my point is that this is nothing to do with with sexual preferences or gender preferences or anything of this nature. This has to do with protecting children. Okay, how do you stop something like this? How do you do it unless you unless you protest? If you if you can give me a better solution, Dominic, if you oppose it, what do you do? You you reach out to the parents if possible and have the children yanked in advance. The parents simply don't don't engage or 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 you protest out front and you let the parents know as as they are walking the kids in what the kids are about to experience. You reach out to the parents, and you let the parents make the individual choice. 
And, um, you, okay, when I was there that night on Monday, we were being attacked by members of the community, okay, who perceived us, who perceived us as being anti-gay, which is insane. I mean, you know, because we have, like I said, we have gay people in our group. And, you know, they're flying their, their, their rainbow flags out the window. I said to one of my friends in the group, what the hell is this? They think we're anti-gay? You know, look, here's the thing, Dom. And then I got to move on, Norman. You got to make this I know, I know. Protest protest involves making somebody feel uncomfortable, okay? And yes, I absolutely agree with you. Okay, okay. got to go. Yeah, it's, but uh, Norman, I'm just short of time. Thank you for the call. We're going to try and get in some more calls from you folks. But first, I'm joined by Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. Happy Festivus. Yes, yes. Lots going on. We, we're 48 hours from, uh, from, uh, Christmas. And are you all set and ready? Uh, not even close. Still uh, a great deal <laughs> to do. You know, my wife does about 90% of the work in our household, but that still leaves about 10% for me to do. And I am going to spend a good portion of the hours after the show today trying to get that 10% done. Oh, boy. And when are you going to sleep? Uh, that's a great question. Hopefully I'll uh, I'll get a couple of hours after we get off air today as well. we'll oh, see. boy. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, we've got an action-packed show today. We've got a lot of Christmas stuff that we're going to focus on. We are going to do Ask Frank Anything next hour, so if people have questions about any subject, they're welcome to queue up for the first hour. And uh, I'm really excited. I just finished reading through this book by uh, Pamela McColl, on the history of the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas. And it's mm. an incredible book, and it's got some great artwork in it. And I'm going to uh, play, which I do every year, John Gambling's reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. And then we're going to talk with Pamela McCall about the history of this poem and how it came to be, because this year is actually the 200th anniversary of that poem. So uh, we're going to explore some of the history. And we got some other fun Christmas stories that I'll share with folks on a variety of different matters. And and I've got a, another bone to pick with oh you, Mr. Oh Morano. Oh you, you kept me up because I was fascinated by the interview you did with the 98-year-old woman last night. Oh, thank you. And I'm sitting there in the driveway in the dark listening to you two on the radio at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dominic. I'll see Merry you next Christmas week. Merry Christmas to you, Carmine, Rachel, and the rest of your family, your mom, everyone. And folks, Folks, to you, our listeners, enjoy Christmas, enjoy the holiday. Talk Radio 77 WABC.